All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Good Game Radio Podcast. Tonight, Tony and I are going to be talking about all the video games. Uh, we're getting to stuff that's coming up, stuff that was uh, released in the past. I had family visiting, and I played all of the games. I had a magical, magical time uh, with uh, with video games as the catalyst for so much of the good times I had. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, Halo coming out, uh, the new Call of Duty, the current Call of Duty, and how it's kind of trash right now. Uh, we are going to talk about Battlefield 2042, Back for Blood. Uh, we talk about all the video games, folks, all of them. Uh, join us. <laughs> Hi, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. How you doing, Clint? Uh, I'm doing absolutely phenomenal, Tony. How are you, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I wasted my entire day at the T-Mobile store today trying to get new phones. Yeah, I was going to go get pizza with the wife, and somehow it turned into this big, long adventure trying to get phones because, oh, we had to have everybody's phone that was trading up. And we had to have all these passwords to everything. I didn't know it was such an ordeal now to try and get a new cell phone. But uh, we finally managed to get out of the store at 4.30. We were in there before noon. <laughs> oh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> right. It was Amy's fault. I'm, uh, I'm going to tell her you said that when I see her next. <laughs> well, it was her phone was messing up. When they were trying to transfer all the information to the new phone, it would just kind of stop working. And then it would do it again, and then it was going really, really slow. Did you get, like, the Mac Daddy phones? Not really. We just got some uh, Samsung S21s. I think they came out in February. They're not bad. The last ones I remember, wasn't it, like, the the Galaxy S9 or or something like that was not allowed on airplanes because they were blowing up all over the place? The Notes, I think. It wasn't the base model. It was, like... The note or notebooks or whatever they were called. Oh yeah, the one you paid more for. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, can't so. believe more than four hours for that. I bought a phone and I actually switched to T-Mobile because the service is so bad at airport. Um, I had AT and T, and it was trash. And someone with T-Mobile said it was a little better, so I switched over. And I was not in that store for probably more than half an hour. Went in, yeah, got my stuff, left. With a new phone, I don't. I don't even know if they ported it for me or if I just did it after the fact. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Is it like that? I felt like the salesman was kind of like new or something. You ever get that feeling yeah. like, do you really know what you're doing? <laughs> All the time, Tony. Yeah. A lot of times I'm thinking about me though, <laughs> not someone else. <laughs> yeah. So it just took a long time. I don't know. Plus, Amy was talking her ear off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, no way. <laughs> right. But she's so quiet. She likes to crack she jokes and stuff. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she likes to crack jokes, entertain, and it just drags everything out. <laughs> I'm sitting there tapping my foot. And I'm like, come on, let's go. I actually ended up leaving and leaving her there because I had to go get the kids Did- from school, drop them off, then come back. You know, that that took like an hour. And they're still in the process. Like, I called and they're like, oh. They're still trying to get this information transferred. This is not normal. I don't know what you need to do, but we're not going to stay there until 8 o'clock at night. Can we get a move on? I I spent my entire off day, my whole one day off, at (laughs) (laughs) T-Mobile. Well, uh, you know, I'm sure that they were clamoring at the door to uh, sponsor the podcast before we just spent the, you know, first of our introduction (laughs) trashing them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually also switching away from them pretty soon. As soon as, uh, I don't know, I think when the new iPhone comes out, I think I'll probably upgrade and switch to Verizon. Just, it seems like T-Mobile's horrible, AT&T's horrible, at least where, where we work, you know, it's so bad. The service is so bad. Well, when I had Sprint, I could actually get a signal where I sat at my desk. So I was fine with Sprint. 
But yeah, but your desk there is like a little bit better. You might still be okay because with T-Mobile and the desk right behind you, uh, where I sit or have sit, you know, before, not good. Got to put the phone out on like the uh, the edge of the desk to get a to get a signal. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping yeah, you're in the I'll magic spot there, crossed. sir. Well, you know they send us uh, T-Mobile SIM cards to put into our older phones. I still get a signal, so that's a good sign. Not as as good a signal as I was getting with Sprint. How is that even a thing? If they bought no Sprint, right? Well, they're saying they're replacing they the Sprint. towers. So I don't I don't know. I don't know how it works. Science, man. Yeah. Actually, that <laughs> might be a little bit more capitalism. But uh, Tony, what are you playing, man? What am I playing? I, you know, I am, I am just kind of all over the place right now. I'm playing, I'm trying to finish up uh, Days Gone, right? I play that like an hour here, hour there. So it's such a, it's such a fun game, man. Yeah. It's it's just a, and that's a free on PlayStation Plus, isn't it? Or is it still? Yep, it's part of the collection. If you have a PS Five, they have the collection of available. Uh, titles that you can download for free and play and uh, that's where i got that one uh is from the playstation collection so yeah i'm i'm enjoying it It looks great that game looks so awesome i just like riding a motorcycle yeah but yeah and it's the story is well put together you know like and and your interactions with people are purposeful uh, as you go through you know and it's a very well like organized game and it's fun have you fought any zombie hordes yet I have not taken on hordes with the with the intention of taking them on. Have I accidentally <laughs> ran into a horde here and there? Yes. Did you just run away? Well, they usually knock me off my uh, my bike and kill me. But uh, fortunately, you know, it just responds to me at the last checkpoint and gives me an opportunity to get away at that point. So I don't know uh, where I am exactly near the end of the game or whatever. But you know, the person he's been <clears throat> not to spoil it or anything, but you know, he's been searching for somebody and he finally finds them is that where you are yeah a little bit past that you got a you got a ways to go man i know i'm like man this game how long is this game it feels like i've been playing this game forever Uh, i heard some i think that's partly because of your little touch and go that you're doing probably if i i can't find like a chunk of time to play it's really really hard right now to find just like a stretch of of a day or you know even three or four hours I, i always seem to have something going on that's taking me away or i'm just too tired so I just end up doing something else and going to bed. But yeah, finding the time to play all this stuff. I've been playing uh, Tribes of Midgard. I, I I like that game. That was the one I was telling you what? about that that I bought pre uh, pre ordered and. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The you did it a day early. <laughs> I did I did it a day early. Because uh, I did the same thing with Subnautica Below Zero. The, I don't think the PlayStation Store has accurate information like available. I think maybe it's giving you a down like the timer on the thing is for uh, a download day, but not a play day. That's what I think. Cause it's never, I mean, it's a couple of times now, like our, our most recent two pre-orders PlayStation basically gave misleading info about its availability. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I played that. I played the ascent a little bit. I, I want to play more of that game. That's the one that just dropped on uh game pass, the little uh, four player co-op uh, isometric action rpg cyberpunk i downloaded it but i have not uh, opened it up yet yeah it's a slow start you know i'm games like that i'm used to like drop it into and there's just action immediately and then it's like non-stop after that point this one just gets off to a really 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 slow start for this type of game so i'm like it kind of took a lot of wind out of my cells really because it was so slow where are the waves of enemies and like the gun, the starting gun you get is like a, you know, single shot pistol or something. It's like nothing really that you can handle anything with. It's a game best played with friends and getting on the same schedule ever as everybody else has been difficult. So there's that too. I know we played some. Well, hit me up when so. when you're getting on if you want to play it. I'm down. Yeah. Give it a shot. You've yeah. really undersold it, so it can't be as bad as Hood and Outlaws. I <laughs> really, uh, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people say it's great visually. I like the detail that they put into the environment and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's just the gameplay has been really slow to start off with. But How long have you played it so far? I've played like five hours. That's actually, and it's still, have you gotten to where you feel like you're happy with the 
is it picked up enough to your satisfaction or no? Yeah, it was picking up. The last time I played it, where I ended it, it was starting to pick up. It's got RPG elements to it and stuff like that. The problem is, like, a lot of the text is really small, so I have to stand up, walk across the room, and squint at the TV to say, what does that say? (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, I hate that, dude. (laughs) I noticed that on a game I was playing the other day. I'm like, what is going on? And I, like, zoomed in, and it made it smaller. It's like, that's the size you're getting. Like, (laughs) put on your glasses, old man. I'm like, dude, I'm playing on a 70-inch TV, <laughs> like, and I have to stand up and squint. I'm like, golly, what does this look like on like a tiny screen? <laughs> so, are we at that age where we have to go into the accessibility features and turn on the enlarged text? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> yeah. can you change the font size, please? But so, yeah. remind me to look for that when I log on to play with you for the first time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, my TV is only 65 inches. You yeah, see, so yeah. it's gonna it's, it's gonna be it's worse for me. I need to. <laughs> How about you? You had some family in town, didn't you? Oh, yeah, man. I just had an amazing, uh, I guess it was like a long, long weekend, three or four days. I had my sister and her oldest, uh, who just turned 16. We celebrated while he was here. Man, we had a ton of fun. My uh, my sister was going to bed like real early, and my nephew and I would stay up and play video games. And I had so much fun fun uh like it's amazing and one of the best things for me was telling him to play subnautica i'm like hey turn on subnautica give that one a shot and he like (laughs) starts playing it's like because i was gonna go to bed but you know he's 16 so he's you know gonna stay up forever and uh it was maybe like 10 o'clock or something and uh i'm like okay and i watch him for a little bit and i'm just kind of watching his uh, his expression as he's like starting out and like getting out of his life pod and stuff. And, and I told him, you know, just gave him a couple of like quick tips, you know, right at the start. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to bed. I'm excited to see how, how, how you do it. I, I, I was, uh, the TV is on, uh, like my bedroom and the TV, like share a wall. And I didn't have a headset or anything for him at the time. I ended up buying one uh, for the Xbox because it doesn't take the USB mic. But I I could hear like the, I think they call them uh, blast fish. I don't know. They're fish that blow up when you get near them. Right. They'll like chase after you and blow up. And like every time as I'm going to bed, I hear them like a, a one of those <laughs> fish like blowing up on him. <laughs> and I would like just smile. I'm like, oh man, he's, he's getting into it, you know, like. And then I got up the next morning, and my sister was up. She said that she, I think she, if, I think the times are right. I think she said she sent him to bed at four in the morning because he was still playing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like you know, an appropriate number of hours later, we uh, wake him up, and I was like, "All right, dude, you got to show me your Subnautica." Before he's even out of bed, he's uh, telling me about the stuff he's got, and everything. He's so excited, and I'm so excited, man. And and. Uh, he came out and we we uh you know he was showing me all his new stuff what he had explored and everything and it was just so cool you know just that right. it's such an amazing game and, and like his excitement for it completely reignited my excitement right and uh, you know we they're visiting so we still had to go out went to the mall try to get a new headset couldn't uh, GameStop did not have this headset within a hundred miles apparently. And wasn't going to get it anytime soon. And so I ordered the same exact headset on Amazon. And it was there like right after we got back to the house from the mall. Wow. <laughs> but as soon as I put the headset on him when he was going to play uh, Subnautica again, he was like, oh, this is amazing. There's so much I couldn't hear before. I'm like, yeah, you've, you've got to have the immersion, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, but just watching him play that was amazing. I played Minecraft for the first time ever. Really? And, I thought you had uh, played that before. No, never. And we started a, a world, a Minecraft world, and I died a lot because I'm trash, but um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. He showed me the world that they actually have, like a family member has a server that they pay for. Huh. So it's always online. I guess Minecraft, you have to join a person, and they host their own server. Right. So like, if you wanted to come into my world, I'd have to be online. Gotcha. But they just have one. Uh, have one. He showed me all this crazy stuff they had gotten throughout their world and i mean it was awesome but one other game uh one of the other games we played and, and you and i talked about it 
was the Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is uh, included with the uh, Game Pass subscription. Yeah. But I think you have to have a PS5 or a, a Xbox One X or Series X, rather, because Jason can't see it on his. He was interested in looking at it, and he says it's not. He, he does not see it available in the Game Pass store. Is that something you've oh. heard of? Yeah, it's not. I don't think it is available uh, for the One X. It's only available on next gen consoles. Uh, I think. I, I was reading about that earlier. Uh, somebody was making comments on Twitter about it. It was too demanding for the uh, last gen console to run. So interesting. Well, we got on there, and step uh, the first step was to go to Dublin because he. Uh, and his uh, and his mom had lived in Dublin for a while. Uh, my sister, his mom, still lives there, but he has been staying in the states for uh, most of this year. But we went, and uh, I visited plenty of times, you know. So we we take off from the Dublin airport, and we're flying, and uh, heading towards what? Like, well, we got to go find his house, right? Like that's what you got to do. <laughs> that's that's literally the only reason to have Microsoft Flight Simulator, as far as I'm concerned, is to find your house. Um, and we went down and we far, uh, followed the uh, the DART, which is a, their train station that they have. And it goes right along the coast. And we knew, like, the if we got to the – we could see Booterstown, which is the area they were living in. Uh, they don't live there anymore, so I feel like it's totally not creepy to just put their info out there. And uh, I knew and he knew that right there on the corner by the DART on their road was the old punch bowl. And if we – went down the street past the old punch bowl that we'd get to their house. Right. The old punch bowl was not there. It was just like a hole in the ground. All <laughs> the other buildings were there. The old punch bowl was not there. And Tony, it's not the new punch bowl. It's been there for a long time. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that building was not on the, uh, the map, but we did, you know, we went and saw the house. The, we flew, like, we followed the dart down the coastline, and, like, we saw, hey, we went to an arcade there, and, his, you know, this his school is over here. And then we went to Florida, and I flew over uh, my house, and I went and looked for my dad's house, but there's too many trees, you know. And um, But here is the coolest thing. Where he's been staying uh, with his, uh, his family, they have uh, a farm, and on the farm is an airfield. So we took off at the closest airport we could find. We Googled it, you know, and we just started heading that way. And he saw the little icon that had, like, all the named areas, you know. Right. And it was the name of the farm that he lives on. The airfield was named in Microsoft Flight Simulator. So we actually got a plane and took off from his yard essentially in the game and that was so cool uh just being able to go and be on the ground he's like hey that's my house hey that's this that's that That, that's you know all these he's showing me all this stuff and it was like we were on the ground and and both of us i think maybe simultaneously we're like man it'd be cool if you could get out and walk around you know like that's really that's really where it's at microsoft like no one wants to fly give me a give me a game like this where i could just walk around my old neighborhood that's um (laughs) right I'm going to need you to edit that out of the podcast. That's gold right there. Uh, we don't want it stolen. <laughs> but it uh, it was so fun, man. It was just like, you know, the craziest thing. I took my uh, extra TV out of the guest bedroom, and uh, we hooked up the Xbox One in the living room where the Xbox Series X also is. And uh, we just played, you know, played games on. We had both screens, you know, right next to yeah. each other. and we're able to play games and, and hang out. And it's like, that's one of those things, man. Everyone kind of always is, uh, at least in the past, it was always that like video games are a waste of time, right? Like uh, go out and play outside or whatever, but it's really become a very social thing. You know, like the, the amount of uh, enjoyment that we had just playing video games together, you know, after his mom went to bed uh, was, it was so much fun. I mean, I just, I loved, I loved it. I loved the whole stay, but um, just the fact that we got so much enjoyment out of these new video games and playing old video games together and just spending that time was, it was just really awesome. Um, and ac- actually, last point on this, 
uh, he asked me, he was texting me because they've lived left. Right. And he was texting me if, uh, we had ever, well, put it this way. They got in the car from the airport and our podcast was playing in the car. And so I was like, Oh, oops. They're like, is that you? I'm like, yeah. Are you listening to your? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they're like, what is it? It's like, oh, me and my buddies do a podcast, and I'm like, well, here, and I just turned it up, and like one of us was telling a story or something, and they really got a kick out of the story. I was like, yeah, okay, see, that's that's what we do. We just hang out, we chat about stuff, right? And he asked me, he goes, did you ever talk about Subnautica on the podcast? And I said, all the time, all the time. <laughs> like, it's such a good game, you know. Like, I'm always talking about. It. He goes, and he goes, I said, uh, I could see if I could find the first one that. Uh, first time we had talked about it and I went and found it and I, I texted it to him and then I of course wanted to re-listen you know I'm like well, it, says we, it was actually the one that was titled like Clint is a loser I'm like oh that's appropriate that's what I'm sending to my nephew you know like <laughs> Clint is a loser we I think maybe it'll be the show it's Subnautica uh, and I'm listening to that I'm like oh gosh you know and of course I didn't have the the you know the nice mic you know, hooked up. So like the voice, uh, what did I, what have I called them when we've talked about it? My, all of my mouth noises, you can hear like everything. And I'm like, Oh, so I listened oh, through and I'm just, and I ended up sending him a text. I'm like, Hey man, it's like an hour in before we talk about Subnautica and the mic quality is really bad. Uh, you know, sorry about that. He goes, no, that's cool. He goes, I've already listened to a few episodes of it. I really like it. I'm like, what? Like, and uh, and he, he's texting me that on his actual birthday. And so all I want to do is like, hey, which episodes did you listen to? Huh? Which ones? Huh? <laughs> what you, what you think of the specific episodes? Tell me. But no, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Enjoy your birthday. It's, you know, have fun with the axe throwing you know, and all funny. that. You know? But we'll have a – when you look at that graph, he's, he's going to be uh, moving to Spain in uh, a couple oh, of weeks. Awesome. And uh, you're going to see uh, – someone listening from Spain on our, on our metrics there. Also, aren't we supposed to at some point say that we love France because someone from France was yes, listening there? Yes. France, France, we love you. You're a very, uh, uh, very close ally of the United you. States. We love you there in France. Our listener there in France. Uh, the two listeners we have in New Zealand, we love you too. Yes, uh, you guys are amazing. <laughs> uh, the Canadians out there, thanks for listening. Yep. Sorry. um yeah man but just a a lot of fun and then uh i actually have been i talked to you about a game and you just logged in right when we got in the party together we logged in and we looked at it uh and you've talked about it before but that is outriders right how long has it been since you've played uh, so I think that game came out in what March, right at the beginning of March. Uh, I played it uh, and leveled to the max level at the time. I think it was level thirty. Uh, the first week it was out, and then I did a couple of the expeditions, and then I stopped playing it because nobody else was playing it, and uh, I was like, "Well, I'll just move on." So it's been almost five five months since uh, since the last time I played it. Well, it being included with my Game Pass subscription and me having been excited about it before I decided it was going to be trash, um, having never played it. Oh, I did play the beta, I guess. I downloaded it and have played it a lot. And let me tell you, I love to hate this game. (laughs) There is so much wrong with it. Like... It's amazing to me how many things are bad about this game. And it's amazing to me that I keep wanting to play it. <laughs> like, it, it's, a, it's just an example of a horribly... So many aspects of the game were horribly executed. And when I'm playing, that's all I can think about. Right. But I still enjoy it. It's very, like, peculiar in that way. Yeah. But I... they've... Uh... Go ahead. I was gonna ask you how, what you thought of the, uh, the gunplay, like how the guns feel and stuff. So, the accuracy. Here's what I think. It's this game 
it, it's like they're trying to be Destiny, is what it seems like. And then it's like, oh, but we also want to be the division. Right. Right, with the whole using cover and the way the cover uh, movement mechanics work and everything. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've done a lot of expeditions. And one of the stats it tracks at the end of the expedition is uh, how many times you were in cover and your total amount of time in cover. And by the way, these expeditions are ranked on speed of completion. And I've watched, uh, I've, I've seen the stats, and I'll, I'll use their really bad matchmaking and hop in. So I've seen, you know, 15 or 20 other players' stats as well as mine. And every single time, the time in cover, the amount of times in cover, like the ma- vast majority is zero. Never, ever gotten to cover the whole game. And then it says the time in cover is also zero. And every once in a while, it'll be a time in cover one with like two seconds. And it's like someone accidentally pushed the button when they were too close to cover and got behind cover. And that is a, a, a tracking, a, a stat that they track in the game when you're doing these is how many times you're in cover. The whole cover like having cover and you know, taking cover like in the game division, right, for the listeners, uh, you basically put your back up to a wall and you can aim out from the side or above it. And all of the enemies uh, use cover way too much. I mean, way, way, way too much. And and the, the gunplay, the, the accuracy of the guns is all over the place. All over the place. And the range of the guns is all over the place. And it's like they're trying so hard to force all these long-range scenarios, but you have to have very specific weapons to be able to take on those enemies at long range. And, like, the sniper rifle... Like, the sniping is horrendous. Like, I've gotten uh, almost all... Like, I, I didn't get any legendaries. Like, my whole first playthrough, I got three legendaries. They were all helmets, and they were all whatever. Um, I finally, when I started doing these in-game activities, after doing quite a few of them, started getting some legendaries. And... Uh, a lot of them are not very good. They're not normally the appropriate level or whatever. And they're um, almost always sniper rifles. And you can't even use sniper rifles in this game, it seems. Uh, it's just because they, it's like they designed the game around this uh, cover mechanic. Yeah. And it is completely not used at, in the in-game at all. I mean, it, there's zero value in that. Um, and you can't jump. Like, you can't jump in the game. And it's just, it's amazing. Like, what I find are the most fun for me are the expeditions, the in-game activity, where it's just animals. Yeah. Because the animals don't shoot you. There's some that have, like, range attacks and stuff like that. But the whole cover just is not doesn't come into play at all. And it shouldn't. It's like, and I think those were probably released later um, because I think, I expect that there's been some end end game stuff added Um, just from seeing some, I've watched some videos and it's like the timing from like four months ago, all of the expeditions and three months ago, random expeditions here and there. And I think that's um, probably them releasing more of them and people going back to, to show them is uh, is kind of my guess, but it's just the, the gunplay is a little all over the place. Uh, there's way too many stats, like the end game stuff. You got to grind this gear. The the uh, economy in the game, I don't think, is very good. Like uh, the connection is pretty horrible. Like I, I I was playing earlier today, and I was teleporting around so much because I just the matchmaking put me with someone like that, and then it was like I couldn't take like I, I couldn't do any inputs on my controller except movement. Yeah. Like I couldn't reload, I couldn't shoot my gun, and so I had to basically run up and try to down myself, but I set myself up to be so tanky. It took like a <laughs> minute on this timed time trial. It took like a minute for me to get down. As soon as I go down, I res- resurrect myself and it's working again, you know, but it's just there's just so much of it that's bad, but it is so fun when you ignore the game they tried to make you play and play it how you want. Um which is just I don't know. It's a little bit of a tragedy that they could miss the mark on like their vision so hard, but then still have a fun game almost in spite of their efforts. Right. Is what it seems. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember having fun with the game. It was very frustrating 
um, a lot of times. Uh, yeah, the the cover system is horrible. <laughs> and so you're right about the enemies. They spend more time undercover. You know, like ah, oh, you gotta go root those guys out, man. <laughs> and you yeah. had grenades and everybody on the map map shooting at you, whatever. It's I don't, I haven't really played it in co-op. I've just played it solo, so it would be interesting to see uh, how it felt with a group of uh, other players. Uh, it's difficult solo. It's difficult because you know, yeah, there's no cover really. There's no cover for you because they're they're as soon as you take cover, there's a grenade next to you. They got the best arms in the major leagues. Yeah, <laughs> and all these other AOE attacks that they have, you know, like. It's just a really broken game as it was designed. And we've just been, I don't know, it seems like people have found ways to make their game fun. You know, like if they had put those resources, all that cover, the resources they wasted on cover into other movement mechanics, this game would be phenomenal. I think I've figured out what my like quest for this year has been. And that is to find a co-op game that is fun and worth playing and will keep my attention yet to see that come out yet. It hasn't been. So we thought, I, th- I thought maybe this game would have a shot at that right here at the start of the year. And it didn't pan out that way. Um, too many things wrong with the game and really nobody else was playing it. <laughs> so like, so it just, well, that's cause I no think, one could get, yeah. no one you, could log you can, on you to can the log, servers. You can, you can log on to the servers for the first month, but yeah. Waiting for a great co-op game to to come out. So, like I was talking about earlier, the ascent hasn't been hasn't lived up to my expectations. I thought that would be pretty good. Dungeons and Dragons: Dark Alliance, horrible game, horrible. I I, <laughs> I played like the beginning of it, whatever, because you had told me, oh, we should play this, right? And I played it. I don't know, maybe like forty five minutes or an hour. Like did some of the stuff, and I was like, this is just so bad. I think I still so have bad. it downloaded just in case, right? Like <laughs> so bad. We've had but, you a little know, bit of fun with the uh, Second Extinction, the dinosaur game. Yeah, it's again, it's like not a. It doesn't seem like it's a very good game though, but it's like we're playing it together, and it's like something, you know, like right. We're well, doing something. It was something, but what I really kind of liked was like, like I had the guy that would shoot grenades and would flip mm-hmm. the the dinosaurs over on their yeah. back and then you had the shotgun and you would just stick the shotgun in their stomach and kill them. You know, yeah. I'm like, it was just a little bit, but it was like, Oh wow. Teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> Our characters are actually complimenting each other in a, in, in a basic sort of way. And like, I've yet to see that in any other co-op game I've played. Everybody is just a shooter. Yeah. And, um, there's nothing. There's no mechanics or anything like that 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 allow players to kind of uh, uh, work off each uh, the uh, the abilities of the other player. So maybe if somebody can give us a game that that uh, did more of that, uh, it would be successful or it would be a highlight. Uh, but there well, there I... is a potential. Left for Dead, not Left for Dead, Back for Blood Back from for the blood. creators of Left for Dead. It's coming out in October. Watch some of that, and uh, actually look pretty good. It's getting uh, pretty good praise for the campaign mode. And uh, what's really exciting to me is the uh, card system that they have in that game. Uh, do you know anything about that? Yeah, they're they're like uh, little boosts. Or I, I watched a little bit of it, and I, I'll share my what I watched and how it gives me a little bit of reservations. But uh, the cards were giving you some sort of boost or like a perk or something. Right. So yeah, you get a deck, a deck of cards uh, that you can build like, uh, you know, so you, you, you build a deck of cards and each card uh, can contribute to a certain attribute you may have, or it may even give you a boost to the, the party that you're in. Yeah. So you're, you're building a deck. I don't know. I didn't get a chance to play the beta, so I don't quite understand how, uh, you're using the cards during gameplay, or it's just something you set up before the match actually begins. Uh, but the the game itself also has uh, random modifiers, kind of like Borderlands, right? If you were playing missions with you know the different modifiers, uh, so 
the game presents a mission with a, mo- with a couple of modifiers, and then you can kind of like adjust your deck to compensate for what that may be. Um, and each player has their own deck, so you're going to get a lot of variety and builds and stuff. And even, you know, it starts with just a character themselves being uh, each one having a unique, unique ability or attribute that's contributing to the party. Like one character might make your party have extra health or uh, make it move faster, or have be- uh, extra ammo or something like that. So even the characters themselves have uh, attributes that they're bringing. So this hodgepodge of random elements that can be adjusted uh, with your cards and stuff. So that's really exciting to me. And I, you're starting to really see that mechanic uh, show up in a lot of different other games. Well, I, I watched a little bit of that beta as well. And I watched four of the uh, best, Call of Duty zombies players that like that are, that exists like four of the best go in and absolutely get demolished multiple times like they just couldn't they couldn't they couldn't do anything hardly like they would play a little bit and they'd there was it seemed like there was a lot of mechanics um, so I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be fun like I definitely am looking forward to playing it but I'm wondering if it's just gonna be too difficult for the average player or if we'll have to uh, like if there's going to be varying levels of uh, of like difficulty that you can choose, because watching these guys and I've I've like watched these these players do like amazing things in zombies together and solo and everything, and them going into a game that should be right up their alley and failing pretty horribly. Uh, I only watched for maybe half hour, forty five minutes, and I saw I saw them lose multiple times in that. That was concerning to me. It looked like there was a lot of stuff in it, and I think like it's going to be one of those where you really have to synergize everything in order for it to be playable, right. and that can be aggravating when they make it too much, you know, too much to loot, too much to unlock, and before you can actually enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it looks good though. I mean, the guns look good. The gunplay looks good. I'm interested to to play it for sure. I mean, it's like, oh, it's another zombie game, but I don't know. This is this one's got uh, some good stuff that looks really good. So you know, it's not just you know standing in the middle of a, a map and just trying to uh, wave the fence. You know, it's it's got a campaign, right? So you're trying to work your way through the story. Yeah, I think uh, like Outbreak, for example, that's another game I, I played with my uh, nephew, and we actually had we're playing. Uh, split screen with the zombies and uh, split screen round based zombies is horrendous by the way like <laughs> it's so bad um, it was so difficult to do anything um, but we did it in Outbreak which is a very different kind of uh, you know pace the pacing's way different and we were able to do a little bit of that but like the round base he wasn't really a fan of it all but the outbreak like it was definitely fun you know we didn't we only played like one game yeah got a couple of a couple of worlds in it's a very different take on zombies than what we're used to call of duty doing and it seems as though back for blood is more like that it looked like it was a lot more open areas there was a lot of really closed spaces too but like the the fact that you have to move through an area like you have some objective to go and complete versus you know the only objective is turning on the power and pack a bunching your weapon or whatever, and yeah. then finding a good spot to camp. So I, I don't know, October 12th, I think I'm definitely hoping that we get to play that. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to be playing it uh, for sure. It looks, it looks pretty good. So I'm excited for that. Been looking forward to that, to that one for a few months. What else have you been looking forward to? Any game on the horizon that uh, you're anticipating? We, we've talked about it a little bit. We've got like the, the, whether we have to make a choice or not, I guess I don't know, but the three big games that are coming up later this year, we have Halo, we have a new Call of Duty, presumably. I think that is is confirmed to be this year. And then we have Battlefield 2042. And we talked about that a little bit beforehand, and you asked me what I'm going to buy, uh, what I'm going to be playing, rather. And I said, well, Halo's free, like, and I just, I don't trust game developers to not put out garbage at this point. And it's not free, it's included with the subscription, right? 
um, so I'm already paying for it. And I'll tell you, if I actually paid money for Outriders, I would be so ticked off. Um, as, even though I've had fun with it and I've played played it, you know, quite a bit this uh, this past week or so. Uh, if I paid like and actually bought that game rather than just had it as part of this subscription where I could play all these other things too, I would feel really bad. But never did a lot of Halo. Never played a lot of Battlefield. But Call of Duty is trash at this point. I mean, it's basically how I feel about it. So do I want to... Uh, uh, I'm not going to pre-order anything, probably, is my, is my thought. And then you had a very clear and easy answer to that question, which, which of those three you're going to be playing. What was that, Tony? Battlefield 2042. Yeah. <laughs> so my answer then is, well, if that's what you're playing, that's what I'm playing, too. Right, I'm gonna be playing what my friends are playing, even though I'm not as big on that. Are you pre-ordering it? You playing it day one? I will be playing Battlefield 2042, day one. I will be taking vacation days. Uh, I will be taking a minimum of three vacation days to play Battlefield 2042. Uh, When's it come out? (laughs) I think it's October uh, 21st or something like that. So, this is killing me because October 12th. Back for Blood, the same uh, weekend after the 21st, I have a wedding, and then the next weekend, I've got a big thing i got to go out of town for. I don't have to go out of town for the wedding. Am I even going to be able to get the time off that I need to live my life, a.k.a. play video games, and also be an adult and do adult things by going to weddings and and uh, <laughs> okay. going out of town? I don't know. All it's, right. So, I might have to choose one or the other. Okay. I'm looking up uh, the release date for Battlefield 2042. As it stands today, okay. the release date for Battlefield is October 14th. That's the release. And what was it? Uh, what did we say Back for Blood was? Let's see. The 12th. It says or did here, I just make that up? You must have made it up because it says here, release of October 7th for Back for Blood. So that's a week apart. There hasn't been an announcement on the Call of Duty uh, release date. And Halo doesn't have a release date officially yet. So that's two big games that we we say we're going to be playing a week apart. So, but well, I know we'll play for sure. uh, Back for Blood for a week and then we'll play Battlefield and we'll forget about Back for Blood. That's what's going to happen. I know for sure I'll be taking at least... Uh, ooh, wait. Hold on. Let me think about this. If you just battle- gonna take the month off? I might have to take the month off. So, the question I'd asked Clint earlier before we started uh, recording was: uh, of the three big games, Halo, Battlefield twenty forty two, and Call of Duty, which one did you see yourself playing more uh, in order? So mine was Battlefield twenty forty two, Halo, and then Call of Duty. You said Battlefield twenty forty two because that's what I was gonna be playing. Yeah, fans is for sure going to want to do Halo. Yeah, Uh, what was your uh, other two uh, in order? Oh, I don't know. I don't really care about any of them, to be honest with you. I'm like, I'm so weary of Call of Duty at this point. Just (laughs) so every video on YouTube about Warzone is about is Warzone dead? Warzone is trash. Uh, And more more than even that, it is the Warzone streamers. And, and and content creators on YouTube posting Apex Legends content instead of Warzone. That's the uh, that's what's happening with Warzone because they've just done such a horrible job maintaining that game. Um, I even looked this morning about Warzone, uh, like uh, so they don't have like the active uh, daily active user numbers are not like like they're not public, I guess, it, because it's not a Steam game, and Steam games make that very easy. Uh, but because it's on, what is it, Battle.net or whatever is where it's hosted, um, you can't see the actual numbers. But I did see some, some some sort of, like, relevant information about it, and it appears that, like, their numbers are, like, 25% down or something yeah. from a month or two ago. And I expect it's going to just... I don't. I don't expect it's gonna rebound very well. So it's like that's the Call of Duty experience as it is now. But I guess it's Warzone, so it's different. So maybe the new Call of Duty will be amazing. But it's a war, World War Two, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, we saw where 
uh, Vanguard would be the kind of the, the title of it. Yeah. So it's set World War Two, made by the same guys that did the last World War Two game on from the Call of Duty franchise. So I didn't really play that game. I I played the campaign on that and uh, did the D-Day landing and basically strolled onto the beach of Normandy and you know killed some dudes in the trench and then I was inland. Like it it's po- it was supposed to be really? difficult, right? I'm thinking saving private Ryan, you know, yeah. near impossible to get off the beach. No, it was like, oh, here, let's hold your hand as you get off the beach and then take out this one bunker and then you're good to go. Man, this game stinks. And I never played it after that. I'm like, that just turned me off of it for some reason. I don't like old, like, throwbacks. Like, give me new guns, new equipment, make it look, like, present or in the future. I don't know why, but, like, watching, even if it's a brand new game and all of the, uh, like, and it's set in, you know, 1940s. Like, I'm just, I don't, I'm not as interested in that. Like, for my FPS fighting games, like, I don't know why. But that's something that, like, I could definitely tell you I am going to be, I'm not nearly as interested in that as if they said, oh, this one takes place in, you know, the year 2020 or whatever. Okay, cool. It's like regular technology. But these older ones, like, uh, I don't know. It's like, how creative are they going to be to give me, like, new features when it's all, you know, 80-year-old technology that that the game is based on? I don't know. It's just a weird... Uh, maybe gonna, that's me being weird, yeah. but I mean, to me, if you're gonna set the game in the past like that, you better have a very good story to go with it, right? Like, but I'm not even gonna play the campaign. I, mean, I played like, the campaign. Did you play the campaign? What was it? World of War? No, uh-huh. I don't even. That one. That one was really good. The, I mean, the campaign for uh, Cold War was so bad, I just stopped playing it. And Modern Warfare was not good, but I still finished it. And like. I don't know. I, I don't expect to be able to go back. And, well, they used I, I to have campaigns to that made them. sense and were good. Now they're well, all trash. Every one I've ever played, which is not many, uh, not I've not done a lot of campaigns. I've I've not been wowed by any of them. It's just like sell. Uh, they they could stop doing campaigns altogether, and I don't even think it would affect their sales. I, I just I don't I don't know. People are like, oh man, uh, you play Call of Duty. Uh, what's your favorite campaign? That's never a sentence well, they that's tried been that, said like, out loud. No, they tried that like three, four years ago. There was a Call of Duty that had no campaign. I can't what was that which, one? I can't remember which one it was. Probably their best. I don't think so. I think it it flopped. Well, they might have just tried <laughs> to cut all the resources. You know, like they cut too many resources in the development or something. I don't know, man. There's just I think there's. I'm I'm happy to see that we're still getting, you know, content pumping out, but it'd be amazing if like just bam, brand new Destiny or something. You know, just like what's that game? What's the new like genre defining game, you know, out there? I, I just don't know what it is, but I find uh, it strange that like that there hasn't been more space based shooter type games you know what i'm saying like destiny pretty much owns that like nobody even goes up against them so i'm thinking this is like you know sony is always trying to uh get into more of a multiplayer scene like they're one of the criticisms of sony is they're they're heavily tilted towards single player campaign you know campaign games right well, they don't even have anything like that they do in it space. Beautifully, though. I know. I'm like, they don't even have a single player campaign based in space, really. It, like a single player. I wonder why that is. There's hardly anything. It's, I, yeah, I don't know why nobody does anything. That's, maybe that's why everybody's so excited about the that Xbox exclusive one that uh, Bethesda is making. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Starfield. Like it's it's. Um, a space RPG, you know. Okay, it's sounds so, cool. Is it going to be on Game Pass? It, it's supposed to be, but it's probably not going to be All released right. for a couple of years. So, but you know, right. I'll play I'm, it. I'm patient. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like I mean, that's a that's a that's an area that you know 
anybody could take advantage of, and nobody ever goes there. Everything is either fantasy based or or contemporary earth based type stuff. Yeah, I guess the other thing is like there's not a lot of games with like, and I'm really just thinking about Subnautica, and that's the only reason I'm saying this. Like, but underwater, like there's a whole world there. You know, it's, you know, there's a whole, you know, massive expanse of space and there's this massive, you know, uh, world, you know, underwater. And it's like, nah, let me just run around on earth in 1940s, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, uh, I don't, I don't, it's interesting like that. Well, I, we talked about it before that like the only, the only games that are being made anymore are, uh, well, I said this. Is in post is set in post apocalyptic worlds, like that just seems to be the thing. Oh yeah. Like I, I but I guess it's like really sets like, it sets the tone right because there's there's, in a regular world there's a lot of rules and in a post apocalyptic world things are you know different and it maybe just is a really good setting, for video games in general and I can see underwater being a pretty horrible setting for video games you know to an extent but. Uh, Dude, I it mean, would it be amazing. Do it, I suppose. Just think about like, you know, a video game set un- uh, underwater. You remember? Did you ever watch the movie Aquaman? Came out a couple years ago. You probably didn't. No. Anyway, no, they... with uh, the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Never saw that one. Zero interest in watching that one. Was it any good? It was actually pretty decent. But okay, you imagine... hold on. Real quick, I need. I have a, a a burn on you. Maybe, I got a text, completely unprompted from someone the other day in a group message thing uh-huh. that said, "Don't watch the new Suicide Squad. It's absolute trash." And my response is, "Tony just told me how good it was and said we should go watch it together." <laughs> like so, uh, like what is that, Tony? Is it is it really that good or is it trash? It all comes down to your sensibilities. If you cannot handle a little bit of blood, a little bit of gore, Suicide Squad is probably not for you. If you like movies from, say, uh, what's the director that you really like a whole lot? Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. If you like Quentin Tarantino type stuff, you're going to like Suicide Squad because it's made in that same sort of, you know, Tarantino style, you know? So I still haven't seen his like recent two movies or whatever. For average Joe, right, average person who likes, you know, Jeopardy at night. Hey, and- <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on here, sir. What is wrong with Jeopardy? I'm just saying that's old people's uh, television, okay? <laughs> uh, I enjoy Jeopardy, sir. Okay, and I take offense. It's the most exciting right? thing. I'm sticking uh, up for all the old people, if, even if, though you're older than me. The most uh, exciting <laughs> Jeopardy thing you, is awesome. If the most exciting thing you do all day long is go check the mail, Suicide Squad's probably not for you, okay? Wow. <laughs> I no. guess my burn really got turned around on me, huh? <laughs> I like it. It's, you know, doesn't mean anything. Critics like it. You go onto the... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes and look at the score. Let me look at the score. I'm not gonna, let's look at the score on Rotten Tomatoes. You, uh, you do all the work on this. I'm um, going to sit back, relax, and be entertained by you right now. <laughs> How hard you're trying to sell it. I'm just telling you. Man, it's, it's a, <laughs> I'll still it's, go to the theater and watch it with you, Tony, if you want to watch a, it again. It's 100%. Very, uh, it's very uh, over-the-top, action, funny, hilarious, in a crude sort of way. But it's done so well in that sort of way. But, you know, a lot of people aren't going to recognize that fact. Because if it's not ABC, traditional movie-making style, then they're not going to like it. Suicide Squad is 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right? Critics or users? You're going to make me have to look this up. 100%. (laughs) That's a very important thing. All right. Critics are 91%. Audience score is 84%. Both high. That's still pretty good. Yeah, that is good. pretty. That is pretty good. Um, All right, were we supposed to go watch that yesterday? Uh, and and we just I don't know. Well, obviously we didn't. So uh, I think we left past, it open. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, neither of us texted the other about it. So <laughs> well, I worked all day, Oops. and then I had you know church small group. So I'm like, well, I'm yeah, okay. It was must. It was Saturday, but then that. 
<laughs> we decided against that. That's what it was. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm down one of these days. Um, yeah, it's not for everybody for sure, but it's for 84% of the people out there. <laughs> Tony, do you, is it is it possible that I have ADHD? Because what the heck were we talking about? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure this whole tangent is we my fault. We were talking about <laughs> underwater uh, video games set in an underwater world. I'm very proud of you, sir. Right. Okay. Do we like that idea? Do we need to edit all I this out so that no one steals idea. that one too? Yeah, it was idea. all me. I had because confidence nobody at the start. has done it. Like I'm not talking about. Let's go pick up all the starfish and count all the flower, yeah, underwater flowers and stuff like that. There's been games done like that. I'm talking full-fledged military forces, underwater empires fighting each against each other on sharks and ox, you know, using squid, orcas, dolphins as weapons against each other. Yeah, I'm talking about cod set underwater. Nobody's done it okay. yet. Okay. I think I think that is true though. Like as far as we get like single, you know, the the vision for these video games that are being released is really really straightforward. They they do not branch out in their ideas. I there's some guy sitting in a uh you know, development studio who's like, you know, got a seat at the table. He's like, "All right, guys, listen to me. Underwater Call of Duty." And then he's asked to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It doesn't have zombies in it. We're not interested. (laughs) Underwater zombies. Trademark. Patented. Done. Copyright. Done. Um, What if that that, uh, you developed that game on the Epic Game Store's app? Core. Uh, Core, thank you. Um, Is there any water physics in it? I don't know. Let's just develop it. And when, when I say let's, I mean... Go do all the work and let me just go along for the ride. Okay. That is kind of – that's uh, my MO. And we split the profits 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think as the original idea, it should probably be 51 for me. Um, and then – or you know what? I'll even go 50-50, but then you know the shareholders will come out of your, your 50. Oh, gotcha. All the yeah, profit sharing comes fair. out of my side. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's very, it's business, Tony. It's <laughs> capitalism, capitalism, baby. <laughs> capitalism, baby. You wouldn't understand. But I got gotcha, you. And I'll have the contract over tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> All right, it then. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up, Tony. All right, let's wrap, wrap it, up. it up with that. All right. Yeah. All right, <laughs> All right. All right folks. That's going to do it for today's show. Oh, and if you were wondering where Vance was, good question. Yeah. Do we need to re-record the intro and put that in there? It was weird. Well, we texted that we were starting if he was going to make it, and then we didn't hear anything. So I think maybe we were expecting another pop-in like last week. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, I guess it was the first day of school today, and uh, that took it all out of him, I guess. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Vance is 15 years old, and uh, <laughs> right with a he's beard. He's a junior. Yeah, yeah. He does have a glorious beard. <laughs> no one knows that out there. I don't know that, guys. It's really amazing. Uh, I'm very envious of it. Right. <laughs> but also, Vance wasn't here. Sorry, I love you, buddy. Yeah. Maybe next week. Anyway, as always. We appreciate you guys dropping in and giving us a listen. Can't wait till next week when we get a chance to do it again. Send your thoughts to Tony at goodgameradio.com. Yeah, Tony, goodgameradio.com. We got some socials or something too, don't we? Like, are we on the gram? Because I think that's how the young people say it. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. Oh, uh, we're on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are we on MySpace? MySpace? (laughs) Yeah, isn't that what all the. Does that even exist anymore? Uh,. Don't don't uh, reshape my entire worldview by telling me MySpace isn't around. Okay, <laughs> do people maybe you don't do, know. Do the kids do the kids not I, use I MySpace? Know. I'm sure it's still around in some form or fashion. I don't know what they use. They use um oh they use TikTok and they use um uh, what's the one that like deletes your message as soon as you send it. I mean after somebody reads it. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Sounds yeah. Uh, but we probably have a Facebook. 
Yep. Right? Yep. We have, we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. Yep. And uh, we have an email. Yep. The email is You folks Tony should use those things. Radio.com. And uh, Tony will read it on the air, probably. Yeah, come on, folks. Send us some questions. Give us some ideas to talk about. Let's hear what you guys have to say. Tony, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you the mind of our listeners to this podcast right now. Okay. Uh, and their mind is exactly like my mind. Okay. I have watched thousands of YouTube videos, okay, mm-hmm. over the course of YouTube's life cycle, okay? Oh, hundreds at least. I have never liked a video. I have never subscribed <laughs> to anybody. That is a lot of work. And I don't want to be bothered by people. Well, if you can't. And I think our listeners just want us to. Our, our listeners just want to, you know, listen. Okay. Well, they make want sure. to. Uh, we're keeping them company in their cubicle or on their car ride. We should invest in a siren soundtrack so we can mess with the car riders. Right. Or not. Speaking of cubicles, one last little thing before we, we sign off here. I heard the most interesting uh, term today I've never heard before. Have you ever heard of a cube crawl? Uh, did you hear that from the uh, Activision lawsuit? Uh, <laughs> did you read it in the Activision lawsuit paperwork? I just so happened to have read that in the Activision lawsuit. Um, That's where I heard about it from. <laughs> By the way, for the listeners... Activision apparently is the worst company ever that had that got sued by the state of California Department of uh, Housing and Employment Rights or something like that for a uh, quote frat boy culture unquote uh, and like massive amounts of sexual harassment and like a horrendous work environment and then the ceo stepped down we maybe should have led with that but when i do the intro i'm gonna lead with that and then they're gonna be like oh man i I can't wait till they i can't wait till they talk about this super important thing it'll be like it'll get cut out because you won't want to keep recording you don't want to have to have to like pick your way through all this trash for the last five minutes (laughs) right uh yeah uh, epic levels, epic levels of harassment, sexual harassment, and uh, what do they call it? Jo- uh, frat, frat, frat boy culture. Frat boy culture, yeah. Yeah, frat boy culture. Amazing. Maybe we'll talk about it next yeah. week. <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about that. Like at the start when we were chatting, I thought, oh, we should definitely talk about that. And we were even talking about Activision. Wait, does, is Blizzard the same CEO as Activision? Because he quit. He resigned. <laughs> in disgrace. Uh, it's really hard for people to just treat others well. That's like a very uh, horrible realization that I've come through in, as an adult. Because it seemed like, you know, as a kid, you don't have that kind of worldview. But there is so much negativity and horribleness like out there uh but we could be different tony we could be the little uh beacon of light you know with the people we work at where we don't uh we don't sexually harass them and and create hostile environments and uh wow the bar is so low right now uh yeah um it's it's so crazy that that was allowed to go on and like there's a lot of these big name developers and stuff like that and they're just like blatant about it apparently like at uh, blizzcon it was this blatant one of these guys is just like getting handsy with the women and trying to kiss them and stuff with everyone around and nothing gets done it's like, oh, it's it's so yeah. bad, man. If, like, if you folks, if you folks want some interesting reading, read the read the uh, suit that the state of California filed against Activision, and some of the follow-on investigations done by some uh, uh, journalists. It's amazing the level yeah. of uh, the scumbaggery good term scumbaggery that was going on at that developer and uh apparently man man, this is a it's an industry-wide thing i mean not only does yeah activision but ubisoft crazy but anyway we'll get into that next week yeah (laughs) um 
did you read the CEO's response letter to the like he, it was a, he sent it to all the employees of Activision? Did you read that? No, I didn't read it. Okay, so I'm just gonna tell you, it was absolute BS, like PR garbage. And he's like, well, the patron saint, I can't remember the guy's name because I don't care. The patron saint of our household, who is like just some famous feminist writer that I can't remember who it is. Like, and it's like, why are you trying so hard, man? Like, you're just like, who wrote this for you? And they need to be fired with you. Like, it was so bad, man. It's so see-through. No one cares that anything bad happened. They care that they got caught. That is, uh, oh, it was so frustrating reading that. Right. Well, we're going to have to play a little bit of Outriders so that I can redirect my hate somewhere else, Tony. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. That does it for this week's show. Check us out again next week when we get into the Activision uh, situation a little bit more. But anyway, thanks again for dropping by. We'll catch you later. Later, dudes. Thank you.